Oh, great. Another one. Bill, get over here. What is it, Greg? Have you seen this crap lately? Every time I go outside, I see another tower trashing up the landscape. Bill, us demons blotted out the sun years ago. We really don't have much of a landscape to trash. That's not the point. I mean, why are we subjugating humans if we're just going to let them put up towers everywhere? Uh, so they don't get bored? Ugh, come on. I'm going to see what's going on with these towers. they got to be up to something. Ugh, fine. Hey, open up. We want to see what's in there. Guys, shh. Cool it. It's demons. Oh, why, uh, hello, gentlemen. Uh, how can I help you? My friend here thinks you're up to something. Shut up, Greg. But yes, what are you humans up to? Oh, we're up to something, all right. We're up to our elbows in reading. Yeah, reading. It's fundamental, man. Look at all these books. Oh, look at that. It's a book club. A book club? Look at these books, Bill. 1984, Animal Farm, Fahrenheit 451. Yes, we carry all of the classics. Yeah, classics warning about oppressive governments. Oh, come on, Greg. No library is complete without those. Okay, what about these young adult series that are cautionary tales? I see entire sets of Hunger Games, Insurgent, Maze Runner, The Golden Compass. Greg, these are popular series, and you are reaching. Well, here, let me get you a library card, and you're more than welcome to join our book club. Right now, we're reading the Discworld series, and that Pratchett, <laughs> just full of laughs. Sign me up. I love Discworld. Come on, Greg. We've got a patrol to join. This isn't over, human. I've got my eye on you. Have a nice day. Bye. Are they gone? Yeah, they left. Man, I see what you made about demons being idiots. I know, right? That moron was so focused on our books that he didn't even notice that we're selling destructive signal magic behind the counter. And the library cards can be used in battle to analyze monsters, helping the resistance the more they get used. I guess Schoolhouse Rock was right. Knowledge, Knowledge is, power. is power. In the early 2000s, Kelly Ryan and Matt Mason were sent to backlog prison for the crime of owning too many games. These RP gamers promptly escaped with help from their staff to the internet underground. Today, still drowning in unplayed games, they survive as podcasters with no fortune. If you have a backlog, if no one else can help, well, you've already found them. It's our A-Team of RPG Backtrack. And welcome to RPG Backtrack, your regular deep dive into your favorite RPGs. We are a production of RPGamer.com, bringing you such fine podcasts like RPG Cast, your weekly news show, Q&A Quest, your weekly feedback show, and we are your bi-weekly nostalgia show. I am your host, Kelly Ryan, and the uh, alliance to my legacy, my podcast partner in crime, Mr. Matt Mason. Well, those were words that are spoken. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like words that were thrown together to make titles of games. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. Um, and, and joining us for the show this week, we've got our uh, our Q&A Quest co-host, Wheels, a.k.a. Michael Apps. I speak for the sagas. 
Uh, Saga super fan, uh, my my kindred spirit, and then um, also also joining us, the person who wrote the review on the site for Alliance Alive, Pascal Takaya. Surprise! I I got a upgrade point. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that well at least for Alliance Alive, you had put in some skill points into that, so you know. Yeah, that happened. It was meant to be random because they are. That's what they are. Yes, and indeed. They, uh, sort of. <laughs> I I have I have played many a saga game. I have never figured out how to force sparking, and apparently there's a way you can do it. But how I have no clue. I'm sure Wheels knows because he's played every saga game. No, I don't play him like that. I just just play him and have fun. I'm not there to obsess over how to spark things. You know, maybe that's why a lot of your typical RPG fans don't like saga games because they don't have as much control over stuff as they would uh, like. I think that's probably it exactly. I mean, I'm okay with the randomness, but I have played so many RPGs that I like games that do things a little bit different. Um, I'm oh, not sure about the rest of you guys. <laughs> nope. I think you ra- you wrapped it up nicely. Are we are we done? <laughs> Is it time? To go? Yep. <laughs> no, we've we've got to go into the plot. We've got to go into the characters. Well, one I thought of we were just going to randomly do the ending right yeah. now. No, saga games don't randomly end. Oh, God, Some of them don't. Never, you're right. I'm, you know, I'm I'm not sure. I feel like Romancing Saga Two does a little bit, but I haven't finished that one. Uh, I don't love that one. Just going to put that on the record. <laughs> I got 20 hours into that, and I have not randomly hit an ending to that. (laughs) But um, we're we're actually talking about Saga Spiritual Successors, uh, Legend of Legacy and Alliance Alive, two 3DS games that came out fairly, I want to say fairly late in the 3DS cycle. Um, I know Alliance Alive was pretty late. It was one of the last 3DS games I played. Yes. Um, Legend of Legacy felt like a glorified tech demo. (laughs) To some extent, yes. Although I actually kind of like it more than Alliance Alive, but we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll we'll have to get into that because I I have questions. Wheels. <laughs> sure. Uh, but yeah, um, we're gonna take a quick musical interlude. Some some beautiful music, by the way. My God, both of these games have great soundscapes, and we will get back, and we're just gonna dive right in. So stick around. Welcome back to RPG Backtrack, where we're talking about Legend of Legacy and Alliance Alive. Um, Legend of Legacy came out on October 13th, 2015 in North America, and then Alliance Alive came out on, let's see, when, October 8th on 2019 in North America. So, Legend of Legacy wasn't as late as I thought it was, but man, Alliance Alive was in that batch of final 3DS games. Mm-hmm. Um, was that at the end of that year? You know, I'm or was it 2020 that had that last kind of final stretch? They were literally just talking about this. Actually, you know what? The, the Switch was October 8th, 2019. 
Oh, duh, my bad. Um, so I think I want to say it was March, the spring of 2018. Okay, March 27th, yeah. 2018. You're right. Yep. Um, and that's why it got a Switch re-release and a PS4 re-release because um, yeah, not not a lot of people played the 3DS version. I played the 3DS version. I played, I played the 3DS version. I did. <laughs> okay, I I. I think Anna played the, the re-release of the Switch version. I think, Anna, I think Anna noped out on the release of the 3D <laughs> of one of them. Yeah, or did she yeah. actually finish it? I, you know, I'd have to ask her. I can't remember. I know not a lot of people on staff finished Legend of Legacy because um, that one is very divisive. I finished uh, it. As did Gaijin. I, I finished it too. I can't say I enjoyed my time with the game too much. Um, getting into the gameplay, so you're dropped into a town, you're set to explore these maps, and once you explore all the maps to 100%, then you can sell the maps back to the king, who gives you more maps to explore. And th- the battle system is classic saga battle system. You've got your abilities that spark. Um, the the thing that's a little bit new about this one is you have rings that you equip to make packs with elementals, and the higher your pack is, the more powerful your magic is. You also have battle stances that you set yeah. outside. That that's a major. Yeah. That was a new thing too. Because mm-hmm. I I think I ran through that entire game with the tank and two damage dealer stance or stances, and and my main character was the frog. I think I picked the frog as well. Uh, I think cool. Pick generic white dude. Well, the secret is <laughs> it doesn't really matter who you pick. <laughs> no, it doesn't because the the characterization is just non-existent. Yeah, you get like a different little intro and maybe a little different thing at the end of the game, and that is pretty much it. And, and you get. To you get to pick two other characters, but their recruitment is pretty much high. I'm I'm gonna join your party, okay? Yep. Uh, yep. Two sentences, and they're your BFFs. So yeah, I. It's like on paper, I like the idea of an exploration-focused RPG, but they made the exploration in this game such a pain in the ass. Um, in, in the second it, map though. in the game, I, I they have they had what I call the welcome bird. That if you even get near its shadow, I think it's a griffin, actually. If you, you, if you even get near its shadow, you're pretty much dead. Yeah, I eventually killed that thing. Huh? Oh, I, I killed that thing, too. I was <laughs> determined to kill that thing, because I figured I'd get a lot of uh, EXP from it. Or m- money and, um, you know. I, EXP. I figured it was, Take well, your I, EXP and get the hell out of this game. <laughs> uh, There's no, no EXP welcome here. What is EXP? Is that like is that like a different kind of spark? I don't I understand. It, it that a weapon work, type? Like, <laughs> and my logic, yeah, my, my logic was that it was going to be like um, the sagas on the PlayStation, where if you fought a really hard enemy, you would get a lot more stat ups. I don't know if that's the case. I don't think so. I, you know what? That seemed to be the case in Alliance Alive. I remember doing that quite a bit. I don't remember Legend of Legacy getting seeing that correlation no no you pretty much just get your random stats in battle and that that's just it um that there really is no grinding in that game it's just fight the more you fight the better your stats get Mm -hmm. yeah in a a weird way like skyrim (laughs) but not as consistent uh 
Yeah, I mean, technically speaking, it's not as consistent, but I feel like uh, you're going to get a lot of skills like pretty quickly and then mm-hmm. the farther you get along then it gets kind of random when you get new things um yeah i, yeah, I can see but, that you you plateau for quite a while there's right you know get you talk about games with inconsistent you know whatever this was definitely it yeah it was random but it felt like the randomness came in sparks mm-hmm. steps whatever five hours apart something like that yeah and you you really want to pick a weapon to focus on too mm-hmm. yeah that's what i ended up doing you know in hindsight i should have grabbed my cart and um see what i what i actually focused on because i still have my carts around yeah, I should, um should i should pull that up because i got the digital review copy still sitting in my 3ds i think you know i'd love to pull my cart out but i sold that piece of crap but i will talk you about monster that later. <laughs> um I, I know with my main character, the frog, I had him focus on spears because he could hit a lot of do a lot of AOE attacks with spears, and it just I don't know. It seemed to work really good for him. And then I think I picked like the generic girl and the ger- generic guy as my side people, and one of them had swords and the other one had staves. And um, I set up their magic so that the frog was the wind, my, my wind guy, the girl was my water girl, and then the other guy was my fire guy. And the one thing I did like about this battle system was just doing the prayer thing to just crank up the the elemental grid, because that was the thing, is that um, there's an elemental like circle in the middle, and the more you use certain elements, the more it'll take over, and you get benefits from battle for, for that. Like um, One of them lets you re- recharge your mana, and... Exploiting that is game breaking, but it's also frustrating because other monsters can crank up the grid and use it against you. Or if you've uh, got it to the point where you're healing and then they start using a different kind of magic and all of a sudden your healing goes away. So trying to manage that in that game was just crazy. And then going into areas where there was shadow magic all over the grid and, you know, you have no shadow magic, so it's not like you can take advantage of it. Um, It just seemed very, I don't know, like it it was a good idea on paper, but you could tell that they didn't balance it very well. Yeah, I mean, you can tell that this game didn't have um, a budget. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm pulling up my game here. I actually picked like the princess girl as my main character and the frog. I did have frog in my party. But one thing I noticed here is every character has a weapon and a shield. Mm-hmm. And that made me remember that uh, shields were very good. Yeah, I think my frog did have a shield. Yeah. Because he I could actually, block. I actually made a formation of everyone in defensive formations too. When needed. You know, in hindsight, I probably should have done that. But to be honest, I'm not remembering that great because I'm not going to lie. I don't remember a lot of this game other than frustration because I, you know, you give me a map and you tell me, okay, if you've completed 100%, you're going to get rewards. I'm going to be OCD and I'm going to want to complete that map. Yeah. The issue is that there are some areas where completing that map is just tedious. Um, I'm remembering in particular some of those water areas where you'd get in a fight with, oh, God, what are they? The mermen. And those mermen are are different colors, and it could spawn, um, like, really powerful mermen in there in the fight. (laughs) 
And if, if you got into a fight with like six of them, but once and two of them were the really powerful ones, you were just screwed. And you'd run away, and you, you don't want to run away from the fight because then you'll end up at the beginning of the map. Yeah, ah, that that is a that's a thing that happened. Yeah. Running away was not conducive to getting if you're going from point A to point B. No, no. And, and you know, bec- I, I appreciate the storybook style in the game, but it made the navigation so confusing because everything would pop in. So it, trying to see, like, where you were able to go was a nightmare. Oh, actually, I I really liked that. I thought that was a pretty cool thing. It it made it, like, storybook-like for me. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'll tell you what, I, to remember a lot of this game, I watched three to four ten-minute reviews today on youtube and everybody complained just like you said about that and i was like man that was one thing i really enjoyed actually i mean it's definitely an aesthetic choice that everybody's got kind of strong opinions on but i did enjoy it yeah i mean i I think it looks neat it's just trying to utilize that (laughs) or you know what am i trying to say it it made some of the landscapes very confusing Um, especially in early game where you don't realize that they're wanting you to come back to this area later and there's also um, rocks that like like magic stones that get unlocked later that you're supposed to come back to Uh, granted I might be remembering the magic stones a little not remembering that aspect very well but yeah uh, so sorry, you both rolled you both rolled credits on this game right yes mm-hmm. all right so my frustration with this game was I could not roll credits on it not for the life of me I got to the final boss I did got to the second form of the final boss and couldn't beat it tried it like three four or five times I'm like man I am not even really putting a dent in it. I thought I got through the first half great so I played it it had been out for about a month by the time I get to this final boss. And it's, this is not a, you know, super long game necessarily. Um, Wheels, I was looking at your review and you had it as a 60 to 80 hour game. Yeah. And oh, no, no, you had 40 to 60. Sorry. So something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, I, I think it was closer to the 40 than the 60, you know, depending on how much you played around with it. But I went on YouTube and oh, yeah. Plenty of videos about people beating it. Cool. I must have watched three, four different people and saw a couple different strategies and like took notes on it. And I go to do it. I had none, absolutely zero of the skills that they were using <laughs> to do this. And I'm like, OK, well, you know, I guess it's time to grind out some skills. Three, four five hours of out there trying to spark something. And I got next to nothing. And that's where my frustration with the I was like, I know there's so many different ways to do it. I, I've got three different methods I could beat this with. And I got nothing for any of those methods. <laughs> so you threw myself against it again tonight. Yeah. Threw myself uh. against it three, four, five, six more times. And I think after 10 times, the uh, final boss beat me. That's it went on eBay and was gone pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, I remember getting my ass handed to me when it's I first got to, um, when I first got to the final boss, and then I did the same thing that Matt did, just went and um, fought some stuff and tried to get my stats up and tried to get my items sparked. And then I beat it the second time, and oh. it's like I don't. That, that's just weird that I don't feel like I got any stronger, but yet I finished it. And yeah, that final boss also felt like a damage sponge. Like, wow, when is this thing going to die already? <laughs> and um, you know what? I, uh, I'm looking at Wheels' review and four out of five. You gave it Wheels. 
Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't have gone that high, but up until that final boss, I was definitely having 3.5 fun with it. it. It was better than average. I had fun with it. I, I really did like getting that map completion. Let me tell you, Persona Q with the map completion, I love doing that. Stepping on every freaking trap and whatever. This, I loved getting that map completion. Um, one of my favorite parts of the game was silly little thing with the uh you could send out boats and leave oh, your yeah. uh oh yeah game and just leave your game in sleep mode and come back later and depending on how much money you gave the trading boat they'd come back with items like oh, i really I got, like that i got a lot of pretty powerful items early on that way just sending mm-hmm. out boats yep I, I thought that was fun um i know the chibi like characters it gave off bravely default vibes mm-hmm. which i didn't actually play until after this but <laughs> um it yeah I, I i i was definitely on the positive side of this game until i got to that boss and yeah. throwing an extra five hours at it didn't help well, and that's when i was like no yeah that last boss i remember i had trouble with it too and i looked up i think i did the same thing and looked it up and saw if i had no skills and i was just like nah I'm going to figure out a way to do it on my own. And I did. And I think a lot of my strategy revolved around, I think that's why I have all three characters with shields. It was like a very, <laughs> very defensive strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's definitely more ways to beat it. And I think, I almost think like trying to look up strategies for it could be a trap. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll tell you what, that is, that's why I quit because I looked I understand up, that. I had, I had three ideas and I couldn't do any of them. And you're right. I, you know, maybe given three different videos I had, I looked up, I'd found something a little bit better. It still would have made me frustrated with that final boss, but I, no, I was it's very not the positive best. on this it's game. I was very positive on this game up until the yeah. end. I think no, it's one it, of the few games that I did a really hard left turn for me with the difficulty there. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a, it's definitely a rough final boss. And if I were, if I were in charge of remastering this game, I would rebalance it. That, that last mm-hmm. loss but as frustrating as it could be it did did not ruin the experience for me but i can see why it might for sure and you're dead i have never i had never played a saga game up until this oh um yeah <laughs> had i i think i and now i have i played three or four of them at least um to some degree but like i went into this not even knowing what saga was <laughs> Well, I mean, this you don't even necessarily need to know how to play Saga. I just feel like no. this, as far as JRPGs go, this goes against what the genre genre generally does so much that I can understand well why a lot of people would bounce off this because it's just so unguided. Like and, it wants you to play around with things and kind of figure out figure stuff out on your own instead of like going through a bunch of tutorials and stuff like that. And that's not necessarily the best design, but for me it was just refreshing, to be honest. I, I swear with JRPGs it's like feast or famine. You either get a game like this where Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like screw you and your tutorials, we're throwing you into the fire. And then you have crap like me playing Xenoblade 3 right now, where it's like, okay, go into the menu, and here's how you change your classes. And I'm like, I can figure this out on my own. Yes, although side note on that, I was annoyed by that until I had the full member of six, the full party, and then I was like, okay, I'm glad you forced me to, forced me to look at where all the stuff was. Yeah. It's just when when the game wrenches control of it from yeah, me, it's, it's, I, 
kind of an oh i hate that like no i don't want to do the tutorial right now i need to go to my settings okay i will do the effing tutorial geez yes but but beside the point um and i and i said this I said this in the pre-show. I feel like this game was the tech, sort of a tech demo for our next game, which is uh, Alliance Alive. Yeah, to some extent. Um, uh, I think it was an iteration. I mean, it may not have been as basic as a tech demo, but no, they they learned and iteratively did yeah. some things better. They, trying to make their own saga game to varying degrees of success, and they think. What they got right in this game, despite some issues elsewhere, was um, modernizing Saga combat that really hadn't been touched. Because I believe this came out before uh, Scarlet Grace. So yeah, it did. It, the really modernizing a combat system that hadn't been touched in a long time. And I think they did a superb job with it. Um, and the package around that isn't always the best, especially the story, which... I, I like I like the idea of a RPG that just says, "Hey, here's this weird here's this weird island. Figure it out." Hmm. You know, I like games where you just explore and kind of get hints at what what's going on or what happened uh, without the game just hammering it over your head and just kind of letting you play the game. It was it was refreshing, but yeah, I could definitely see why this would seem kind of like a tech demo for uh, the game they made after this. Um, which is Alliance Alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and t- talk about a turn because I couldn't get enough of Alliance Alive. It's, I love it. <laughs> um, I, I thought it was much better in terms of storytelling, in terms of ga- gameplay. <laughs> oh, it had, a, a de- it had a good story and there was a mm-hmm. lot to it and it was deep. It had lore to the world. Um, it had comedy. It, thrown yeah, in there too yeah. oh yeah <laughs> well i'll talk about my favorite character when we ask about it later but yeah definitely there were comedy it had I, I liked that there were ways to subtly adjust the randomness yes mm-hmm. i felt i had a and you know still things are sparking all over the place and whatever but i felt like i could i had some agency in that like we, we said about alliance alive like it kelly you said like you know you're supposed to fight harder things and you think you'd get more sparks from harder things that definitely happened in alliance alive mm-hmm. um there was one little place and i i think it was the second area you were in kind of early in the game maybe 10 12 hours in and there was a really hard boss just hanging outside of one of the inns like you could always walk in this area on the map you could always fight the same hard boss and my god i probably fought that guy 20 30 40 times just because something would spark every time I did it. <laughs> Hit points, this, that, whatever. I, I spent two hours actually grinding in a game, in a, in a, in a saga-like game, and it worked. Like, I just kept doing it because it kept working. Are you saying um, that you couldn't beat him after all those? Oh, no, I beat him every time. Every time. Okay. But it, it, it was almost like boss-level random guy on the map, for a, and it yeah. wasn't even random because you, you go in this... It was just like a little forest next to a little lake, but it was right next to an inn. Um, so I could go there, know I would get in that battle, and then walk right back to the inn with like two steps. So Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to clarify the challenge because 
this game to me, I, I remember it as being very easy. Oh yeah, like it, it it wasn't a problem. I felt like the difficulty was kind of all over the place in this game because after you, I found that after you got the boat, that the difficulty spiked way up, and there was mm-hmm. also spots yeah. that were kind of traps. Um, especially in the shadowy places or, you know, I'm running around in the boat and there's a, sh- oh crap, there's a shadow chasing me and, uh, oh great, I can't get away from it. Um, the water monsters will murder you. Yeah. But at the same time, the game kind of encouraged you getting, getting, get a lot of fights because if you did, um, there was, uh, bonuses, there was chain yeah. bonuses. That and I feel like a lot of the harder battles are how you learn how to play that game too. Like learn how to use the formations, just learn. Because um, again, just like uh, Alliance or just like Legend of Legacy, um, a game like this is going to be weird for people used to more traditional RPGs because you know, just like a lot of saga games, you go into a battle, your character's always at full, which is convenient, but it also means every battle's a lot harder than you're probably used to. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think forcing you into a lot of a lot of those harder battles early, in addition to helping you level up your characters, helps you learn how to strategize and how to use the formations and the different skills and stuff effectively. And and that's one of my favorite things about saga games is um, how easy how easy they can be sometimes to pick up and play, and that you don't have to worry about you know stockpiling potions or yes. a lot of that stuff because it just you, you revive after or you get all your hit points revived after each battle. Um, it gets rid of the tedium without getting rid of that feel of being challenged. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, God forbid you run out of life points, um, then you're in trouble. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget renting, uh, what was the one on the PlayStation? Saga Frontier for the first time and not understanding the life point thing. And, oh God, how did that go? Wait, wait, being like, wait, why aren't my characters getting back up again in that one? Okay. <laughs> oh, I get it. Life points. And I, I know, I've known a ton of people that have a hard time wrapping their brain around that, that, that your hit points are essentially your shield for your life points, yeah. which is your actual hit points. Right. So the crux of the Alliance of Life story is um, demons blotted out the sky ages ago. And have been subjugating humans, and you're in a resistance group, basically trying to get the world back. Yeah. That already sounds like more story than Legend of Legacy. Uh, it yeah. is. It Just is. A bit. Yes, yes, it is. Um, the game even starts out with your the girl band character getting blinded, which kind of, kind of is a downer for the beginning of the game, but... I forgot, doesn't she get, like, special vision? Yeah, she has some kind of, like, special sight. And also, she's still incredibly chipper after that happens. Yeah, um, I, I guess, okay, the, the reason why the demons blotted out the sky uh, was because they fe- feared energy from the human realm, which caused chaos, which s- something tells me is the final boss or something like that. It's been a hot minute since I finished uh, this I think game. the final boss was just, like, some kind of leader of the demons or something. Okay. It just made it, made, it, just made it sound like chaos. I, f- I forget. So you've, you've got the, the nine main characters who are members of the Night Crows that are trying to uh, fight the demons and bring back control the world. 
um, Two characters of which are, are demons. Yeah, so you've got Golly, mm-hmm. who's basically the main boy character, who's very kind. Azura, who is cheerful, but is the one that gets blinded. Um, Renzo, the optimistic young man who knows a lot of things. Barbosa, the monster character, who's more loyalty to Azura's father. And then Vivian, who is a historian and the daughter of a demon overlord. And then Vivian's butler, Ignis, <laughs> um, who who is always fretting over Vivian and kind of doesn't understand why she likes humans. Um, Tiggy, the young girl who's studying the dark current and walks around in a giant duck. Yes! <laughs> Very important. Yeah. Um, Tiki is the secret best character. And then you also have Jean, who has magical powers, and Rachel, who's a kind-hearted mercenary. And I feel like the game kind of forgot about those two characters, because they don't really do much. A little bit. Oh, and then you have a couple of optional characters, too, like Robin the Penguin, who is so optional that everything he says in the game just makes no sense. It's great. (laughs) He's the best. (laughs) Wow, taking my material here from later, but... Um, Sorry. Yeah, it's great because every cutscene for the rest of the game, when you get him, he's there in the scene and he has lines. But yeah, you're right. None of those lines impact what anybody else says. He's just there, like, <laughs> commenting on it because they didn't bother to, like, well, you know, if you have him, this is how it plays out. If you don't have him, it's not. No, no, no. It's just the Pete, the normal people that are there that should be there are still saying their lines. And he's just got his little interjections that nobody else comments or says anything to. He's also one battle wise, one of the best characters in the game. See, I never used him. I, I think, think I, I got him to like the game. He's, yeah. he's super good. I hear conflicting opinions about Robin the Penguin. No conflicting opinions will be accepted. He is the best. What were you saying, Matt? Good? Bad? Oh, no. I just, I never use him. I, I was okay. so focused on Duck Girl and um, the other people, so he, he never really made it into my party, except for, you know, those times when you had to split up your party into different parts. Mm-hmm. Although I'm not even sure you had that after he joined. Could join. You do. You do. You do? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, I'm sure it that one huge part where you're doing a multifaceted battle where you have to split everybody up and like one team is assaulting a fortress while the other team is actually going through the fortress. Um, I think I had to use him just because I, and the third one's on the elevator, right? Yeah. Um, that, that was a huge part of the game that I, (laughs) I agonized so much over and then just, I just got through it and it's like, Oh, okay. Well, I guess this wasn't as hard as I made it out to be in my head. I think I was Uh, a little underleveled. So it was pretty rough, but I also, but I loved playing through it. it I I was also very obsessed with leveling up my magic, um, on some of my, on my characters, uh, the blind girl in particular, and the game, midway through the game, kind of introduces this neat little mechanic where you're recruiting, uh, part, not party members, but recruiting people for your mobile base. Yes, mm-hmm. I love that part. Yeah, so, to build like towers uh, or something, I think, right? Yeah, you're, you're erecting mm-hmm. towers, and there's five different guilds that you can erect the towers guilds, for. Yeah. And depending on which towers you erect, you get certain perks. I get certain perks every time I'm... Nope, not going to go there. No. So, <laughs> okay. Sorry, I forgot what podcast I was on. Nope. The, like, the game goes from, you know, just being a simple RPG to like kind of a... Ta- oh, 
sort of a town, town builder. base building um base building um that kind of stuff kind of, um like I, a little squeak any right yeah because mm-hmm. because each person you recruit gives uh offers different things and you can put them in the different towers to get different things uh, so i ended up going uh, talking about stealing, stealing betrayal this is going to be a roundtable question but i ended up going with the library guild because from what i saw uh just looking at spreadsheets and just looking at advice online um some guilds were definitely more advantageous than others because I was very magic focused on a couple of characters. I wanted Mm -hmm. to uh, get the magic from the library guild. Yeah. I think that's the one I focused on too. I don't know if what uh, guilds you guys focused on, if you did any. Definitely the library guild. (laughs) I probably just focused on whatever would get me the hell through the thing. So (laughs) (laughs) I was like, let me just finish this by the way. Uh, Pascal, your review is like the second hit on uh, Google. I just typed Alliance Alive Duck, and boom, there's your review <laughs> right there. Because your your review is called, We've Got a Giant Mechanical Duck. Okay. Oh. Well, that's that's how I like to operate. Yeah. There is a, if you Google Alliance Alive Google document, somebody put together this very elaborate spreadsheet that is not only a walkthrough through the entire game, but tells you what guilds are advantageous and the minimum amount of the people you need to get certain perks. Um, how to recruit everybody, where to recruit everybody. I think I downloaded a copy of this Jeez. to my own hard drive uh, just to check to see where each person was so that I could recruit them. Um, I think I used this thing too, actually. Yeah, here, let me paste it in far the enough chat. after it came out that, man, maybe I should have. I was just having fun, like, I think I Googled it every now and then a place to go or whatever. But I See, don't think I, I went this in depth. I no, played, I never did this. Oh wow! I played the first half of the game and then got distracted by something shiny and then finished it towards the end of the, that year. Where um, it's like, well, I guess I better finish some of these games that I started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the things with reviewing you know, in game games in general, but like games like this, is when you're reviewing, sometimes there is no or very little information you can find on it online. Uh-huh. Um, although, I don't know if the date on the review is anything to go by. I didn't play this right out of, right, right at release. So there may have been something there, but I, I don't know. If, if I'm reviewing, I do play different than when I'm just playing for fun, and I, I typically try to stay away from looking stuff up. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't. It's, it, I think it does generally speaking but maybe for this kind of game so like for a saga like basically not the best approach um because uh, i think that did cause uh, cost me some um some enjoyment so i I tended to be a little bit more negative in my in my review uh in the end and it, it must suck having to review a saga game because the whole point of saga games is you're kind of just thrown to the wolves and have to figure stuff out. No, no, granted, this saga game is a lot more linear than both saga games have yeah. ever been. Yeah. Well, the other one, the the only other saga game I reviewed was um, Saga 3, the remake. And I mean, oh. I, I could have Googled, I mean, it had a previous release, like I don't know how many years before, like 10, 15 years before, or more than 10, I'm sure. But that's not the real saga, is it, Wheels? It doesn't give you the full saga experience. But Saga 3? Yeah. Is this the DS game? Boy? Yeah, I think me. that's me. You're the one who said Saga 3. 
Romancing Saga 3, wasn't that? Oh, uh, oh Romancing Saga 3. I'm sorry, okay, was yes. that, okay. uh, that was too vague. Okay, my bad. Um, yeah, so, Romance. So, sorry, you probably know Saga 3 is Final Fantasy Legend 3. I didn't realize that's why was saying con- Saga 3 was misleading. Yeah, it that's is. why I was confused because, like, <laughs> wait, did you import the DS remake of that? Because no, they, no, no, no. they remade. Okay, I, I didn't think so. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that we were on the same page. So I also did not enjoy uh, Romancing Saga 3, but in in retrospect, I think maybe I would uh, approach the Alliance Alive, like the review a little bit differently. Because I'm the way they were very close in score, but I, I scored Alliance just slightly lower. And I wonder if I did it now, if I might. I go the other way. Yeah, because I, Pascal, I remember you saying on RPG Cast you were talking about this game a bit, and that you were just you were really struggling with it. And I know that you have a hard yeah. time enjoying stuff that you struggle with. Um. Well, there was there was some like some actual struggle that happened at the end of the game, not just like conceptually that I don't get the game, but the, although what you're saying is probably very true. <laughs> if I don't get it, if I don't get the game, that's that's not good. Um, Sorry, <laughs> I wasn't trying to I, dunk on you. <laughs> no, 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 you're right. Um, but I also, I mean, I had, so this is a repeat of Matt's story from, um, from legend. Well, what? I no, I, I, I've heard you say legend of legacy, you know, yeah, yeah. really specific words that mean a lot. It's, it's the, it's the exact same setup as, as what you went through on, on the mm-hmm. box. Um, I've heard this. And, say this. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. You've heard me tell this before. I, I've heard, I think it was on, RPG cast, yeah, I've I've heard, I know where you got stuck, and yep. Well, tell it for the rest of the audience. Yeah, yeah, maybe not. Please, sorry. You guys have touched on all the elements of this already, and wheels. I'm kind of glad, like when you were pointing out about um, which whichever game, which one of these two games you mentioned it for, it applies (laughs) to both. About how the battle system is. Uh, like how you know you have to kind of tinker around and learn it for yourself and so on um so to me uh which one are we talking about alliance alive is like the fact that it was so easy was a big part of why it didn't work for me because it never um hmm, it never forced me into having to learn things like uh, (laughs) i don't remember what all the the little like uh the little uh extra things of the the battle system are the formations and yeah. whatever whatever else they have in there right like like pretty cool stuff i'm sure and stan- they have stances too don't stances. they stances yes mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. most or i don't know maybe all of it is like not really needed a lot of it wasn't apparently needed for me to learn how to do to get through almost the entire game and then at the very I, mean, I, I think it's actually the final dungeon, not just the final boss. Um, and it's past like a point of no return, or at least it's it's past a, a, a point where if you save, you're not getting back out. Um, suddenly, you suddenly I was punished for not knowing my way around the combat system any better. So now I had to grind and try to learn and and I don't know uh, un- unlock stuff or whatever, like build my characters in a way that would let me finish the game. And that was difficult, and that took a long time, and that was. You know, it's already it wasn't like my favorite game by any means up to that point. But now, like you're sprinkling crap on top of it. Yeah. And that just it, it was. So, again, I, I think if I if I knew more what I was getting into, which I, I now I do, I would have a slightly different time with it. I'm not saying like I'm completely doing a 180 on it or anything, but um, I don't know. It's it's it, it definitely is its its own 
like thing and wheels you put everything in like you kind of do the opposite of what i'm doing like you put everything in <laughs> in the in like this you have the same experiment experience but you're phrasing it in a more mm, like positive manner you know the things okay. that annoyed me you found like charming and i like i could see how both sides of the coin could apply depending on your mindset well not only that i think kind of the problem that you can get into with alliance alive is um, I think depending how uh, you play it, it can be very easy a lot of the way through and possibly not. Like I found it a lot harder than most people did, mm. um, mainly because I was actually avoiding a lot of those tougher fights instead of actually getting into them. And that forced me to, I think, engage a lot more with the formation system and things like that. Yeah. Uh, but I can definitely see if you're kind of just bra- breezing through and then hit some tough bosses and you're just like, well, why isn't this working? Um, so I, 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 it's definitely not, it's not your fault that that happened like that. I think there are definitely some issues in this game where they don't, they don't necessarily challenge you enough to like engage with the battle system and they yeah. can just you can just breeze your way through and then kind of get stuck uh, two years later when i did romancing saga 3 i started it with a quote that i found online on some i don't know some message board um and it applies here too and it's the quote is you're playing it like a regular jrpg stop doing that <laughs> and so it took me two games right it took me all the way through romancing 3 to who I guess I don't know like admit this or or like figure out that yeah that's true and so then I have the benefit of hindsight oh maybe uh Alliance Alive would have been just a little bit of a different experience now going back to it um but I mean that's absolutely how I was playing it I'm playing it like games that I like which is just you know your typical RPG (laughs) JRPG (laughs) sorry um and that also goes to show like maybe don't volunteer for (laughs) types of games that you don't usually play Oh. That you don't like, yeah. I learned my lesson through Neptunia with that one. Yeah, there's 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 other games for sure that I could tell that same story on, but mm, yeah, it's, it's a it's a little bit unfortunate, I think, for Alliance because I can see it. Uh, we haven't um, like one of the things about the story that I like the best. Uh, you you didn't mention is that the i don't know how many hours i'm sorry a couple hours let's say at the beginning of the game the narrative is split into like i don't know three separate parts because yeah it, yep. it jumps from group to group of where before they all meet together they all um you get to play each each group separately i think probably more than once i thought that was so neat like you get to learn about the world from multiple perspectives and you kind of have to put the like the puzzle pieces together a little bit yeah because the world split into these zones with huge walls and and they can't meet like they're they can't they're meet, meant yeah. to stay apart yep um i i think i actually like the game less once you get the boat or whatever and the whole party is together that's like that's really cool though like i i never played legend of legacy so i i appreciate well, that, even more. that wasn't anything like that <laughs> yeah yeah that's what but at least that part of it wasn't, yeah. I, I like how you much, played the better one how much effort they put we'll, into we'll, we'll still disagree, like narrative but... here um, no, no, you're right. The narrative's way. That's that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I like. Yeah, I, yeah, I appreciate. Yeah. Narratively, it was way better. Yes, I enjoyed everything better. Oh, and and you, well, you guys have already mentioned it a bunch of times, but Matt, same exact thing you said, where you tried to uh, look up how somebody beat the boss, and you didn't have any of their skills. <laughs> I, I don't think. Again, I don't think I looked anything up on this game, but that happened on Romancing Three. 
And that's so maddening when you're, when I mean, if you're the, the boss of the game and then you find out, oh, I don't like, wow, these people look like they have character builds that look really fun and versatile and they actually can get stuff done. Now, what do I have? Not that. Not that. Oh, I, <laughs> I hate that. Again, typical JRPG. It is not. And that's, that's what I want. <laughs> yeah. I forgot, Leos. Was it like the uh, Legend of Legacy where you really needed to specialize each character in one weapon? Uh, I don't think you had to go that crazy. I think you could, but you could, uh, couldn't you put skill points into that weapon? Yes. Or was that, yeah. Yeah. You can do like skill points and that helps you spark things easier. Mm -hmm. So you didn't necessarily have to hyper-focus on one thing for the most part. I have to admit, I did appreciate the skill points system. Um, yeah, it, I felt that it helped me customize or figure out how to customize my stuff a lot. And there was also kind of a weird system in there where if you you could boost other skills by turning off certain skills, and that was a really weird system because they, they, it's only mentioned like briefly in a tooltip. <laughs> and I, I think Anna and I were both like racking our brains over it, and then I finally saw the tooltip and like took a picture of it with my phone. And showed it to her and said, "See, I'm not crazy. That is, that is a thing. We didn't just imagine it." <laughs> See, I think this is kind of a problem in a game like this that I think has more ambition than uh, budget or people to actually work on. <laughs> like, this, has this, this team done anything after this? Uh, they have another game coming out this year that is like a throwback to Secret of Mana to some extent. Oh. So they're exploring. They're aping other old series next, it looks like. Not a bad... I mean, like I said, a lot. Legend of Legacy was a solid two thumbs up for me for 99% of it. <laughs> um, and Alliance Alive, I loved it. Mike, did you review it too? The Switch version? No. Did you I'm, ever write it? I had a review code. I never could finish the review. Right. I, I think like, I yeah, had this like been four a... different rough drafts. <laughs> This would have been a 4.0 out of 5, much like you gave Legacy for me. Yeah. It, like I, I enjoyed it that much. It was definitely, you know, I mean, and for all of you out there that don't list, don't read RP Gamers reviews, like a 4 from us is kind of like a 9 out of 10 from anybody else. Yeah. Yeah, I probably wouldn't go as high as a 4, even even like reconsidering it. That to me, it never reached quite that that level. You you gave it a 3.5, didn't you? Uh, Alliance? Or did you give it a 3? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lower than oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, it would have been at least a three for me. It wasn't my favorite yeah. game I played that year, but it um I enjoyed my time with what I did play. And, I mean, yep. Go ahead, sorry. Sorry, oh, Pas- two five. Oh. Sorry, yeah. Pascal. I when you said that you struggled at the end, I over leveled so much because I was so afraid of getting stuck that I think I steamrolled that last dungeon. <laughs> Can happen. I got a little salty towards the game. I think I, I blame the game for for being the way it was. For like, um, was it? Uh, I think the way I put it in the review somewhere, the way I phrased it was: the game wasn't interested enough to teach me about its systems, and then it required me to know them. Something like that, anyway. Um, I mean, that's fair. I think there's a lot of optional things in that game too. Like right before you go like up to the Demon City, there's a bunch of like optional dungeons that I think they kind of expect you to do to some extent. And um, you can definitely end up in that end game like before you should be there. And they also expect you to do a ton of exploring. Yeah. When he, when I got the glider and got to those mountains, um, where you were supposed to like go to the top using the caves and then glide down into other caves. 
I swear, I think I spent like a whole day on that area because I kept getting mm. turned around and I kept seeing one spot that's like, I can get there. I know I can get there. And you're rewarded for exploring those caves because you get a lot of good stuff in them. I do recall doing quite a bit of like what you said, just going out and exploring. There, there was a lot of almost environmental things in the way and it was fun to try to get around them and yeah like you said with the glider um go up on the mountains and see where you could get to and God, there's got to be something over there let me see if i can get over there and yeah, yeah. Uh, pascal i i might have read your review because i didn't beat this until later that year i i feel like and i may be blending things because i know i heard you talk about it on rpg cast so maybe I'd heard that before, and I knew, hey, there's going to be a hard point where I need to make sure I'm really good before I go to the point of no return. And I think it does tell you that, too, doesn't it? Like, you won't be able to come back <laughs> right, down. Yeah. I don't, so, but I, I, don't know, somebody, I spent somebody more time. Like I was having fun wheels. with it. So. Yeah, somebody who plays like you guys might not experience that as being a particular challenge, that end game. Uh, no, it was. <laughs> okay. No, uh, but I, I, I also, I think how this game messed me up a little bit as much as I loved it was, you know, a, a lot of like more linear RPGs like this, I'm often like just critical path a lot of the way and I don't necessarily care about side quests. And I think if you play it like that and, you know, it, that's not necessarily a long re- wrong way to play because as we said, we like the story. <laughs> so yep. you, you kind of want to go to the, wherever the next story point is. But I think... You know, coming from Legend of Legacy, I think they really kind of expect you to like f- mm. explore the world a lot, and I didn't really do that. And yeah, like I said, that kind of messed me up for the for the end game. And you're talking about exploring the world. I I definitely think that was the intention because of how many vehicles you get. Oh yeah, glider and the duck that can go into lava. Yeah, and... like a big like rubber like a mechanized rubber duck kind of. And then yeah. you get the boat so that you can uh, walk around on the water. And there's all sorts of little islands that you can find using that boat. Yeah. Um, the glider was so cool because you, you look at it and like, oh, I'm not going to be able to get to this spot using this thing. And then it's like, oh, I actually can. It's It like uses like the 3D space of the map actually really well. It was, uh, it was pretty cool. I wish... More little RPGs with world maps did cool stuff like that. Um, I don't know if you guys uh, took the time to find some of those little islands that were. Uh, oh, I, I definitely I, did. I, I did a lot of little islands. I, I, uh, I, I remember that. That they each had a little cave on them, right? And yeah, and you'd go into that cave, and there'd be like a, a boss or an item. Yep. Or my favorite cave ended up being the one where you could chain together like seven of these like little i don't know what they were like jellies or something and that was where i went to grind for the majority of the game because i wanted to make sure that i was going to be power powerful enough that i wouldn't get stuck and i i think i must have thought like fought like hundreds of the little monsters in that cave hmm that sounds like i said i might have done that yeah Later. Like, I, like I said, once you get to the town building aspect of it, then it's like, okay, who can I recruit? Uh, fortunately, you can't recruit everybody until, you, like, everybody until you do a new game plus. So I kind of had to tell myself, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna recruit enough just to get what I want out of the game. <laughs> hey, I'm thinking oh, yeah. of a character, but I have a feeling this is probably a romancing saga. Um, <laughs> a lobster. I don't remember a lobster. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay, maybe 
And even that, then, I don't know. Uh, definitely not Alliance Alive, though. Yeah. Mm. It, it sounds like, for the most part, we were we were all pretty positive on the game. Even even Pascal, who was having a positive experience, and then it kind of backfired. Yeah, we haven't even talked about it. like it looks good. Oh, it's beautiful. Graphically, it was yeah. the music with it being a late era 3DS game. The graphics are astounding on the 3DS, and then they did the HD version, and right. I. <laughs> When I was I pulling mean, uh, sc- screenshots for the HD version, um, I was like, now, even better. they made it so pretty. I never, I, t- I regret not picking up the HD version, but they announced that like just as I finished the 3DS version. It's like, I really don't need to play through this again. Did you not buy it? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, um, no. <laughs> I probably should have because it's probably hard to find now. Yes, it is. The physical one? Yeah. Oh darn! <laughs> NIS uh, published that that one. Atlas published the first one, and NIS published um, the HD remake. And I think they even had a special edition. They did. I have it. It's makes nice. me makes me sad. I wish I would have picked it up. Oh well. That that that's what I get for being practical. <laughs> well, you might. I, the usually with these things, the PS version, the PS4 version is easier to find. So that one might still be. Yeah, and and even affordable. Then, uh, even then I'm not going to lose any sleep over it because I can always pick it up on sale on a, uh, yep. I, a e-shop sale. It yeah. regularly drips down to uh, $20. Yeah. yeah. I, I have, I bought the uh, digital version recently. I think it was like 10 bucks. Ooh, cool. On PlayStation? No, on Switch. No, you didn't pay $10. I'm looking right here at Deku Deals. It's only gone down to $19.99. Really? Okay, well, I guess yep. I paid $19.99. Ooh, <laughs> all these lies. And if it wasn't June or July, yeah, that's when it was for, gosh, about a month, that thing was on sale. Hey, uh, and uh, Deku Deals, is Witcher 192 on sale yet? Don't, don't do it. <laughs> Were we all supposed to bring games for you to look at? Wait, no. is that on... Is that on PlayStation? Yeah, PlayStation 4. Oh, Deku Deals, I think it's just Switch. Wait, no, it Darn. isn't. I'm on, I'm on the Switch version of it. I, I was I was just kidding. You don't have to look it up. But I, mm. I was trying to call back to the, the joke that I was bitching about <laughs> how the sequel hasn't gone on sale since I've been interested in it, even though it was on sale uh, pretty much the first half of the year almost consistently. Mm-hmm. And now the second I want it, like, no. Nope. Now it's, mm-hmm. <laughs> the real question is, what will go on sale first, Alliance Alive or Witch in the Hundred Night 2? Both in <laughs> us. That is a probably simultaneously. I think I, I had think... a I think I had a disc copy of Witch in the Hundred Night 2 at some point. <laughs> um, hang on. I don't to know that. if I was going to review it. No, it was like a review copy. Ah, uh, well, don't... don't. If you need a copy, I can try and see if I still have it. Oh, don't, don't hurt yourself over it. Um, I'll, we can talk offline. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, back, they, back to Alliance. They got that Alliance. hole in the backyard that you put it into. Oh, there's buried <laughs> treasure in your yard? Uh, the, there's probably... A, no, not me. Wheels. <laughs> <laughs> That's where Witch in the Hundred Night 2 lives now. Yeah, because Wheels is like me where he buys physical copies and then they end up getting hard to find and ends up with a treasure trove. Because didn't you sell uh, Barry Skelter for a mint? Uh, yes, I've been selling a lot of old games. Yes, I mean, <laughs> for a lot of them, it's like, oh, Mary Skelter, I have 
Mary Sculpture 2 on Switch that has that already. Okay. Goodbye. Yeah, first from built in. Yep. Yeah. Hey, Wheels confessed earlier. And this is not. Has... Oh, I was going to say, here we go with Mary Skelter. How many times has that been brought up in this podcast? <laughs> it's an albatross around our neck. It'll never go away. I That's been on my to playlist for about five years. You know, I think I'm going to bump it up on my to playlist at some point, and we need to have a backtrack on it just to air oh. our. You know, kind of like how we had to have one for Witch in a Hundred Night just to Oof. finally get it out of our system. And Matt is regretting that, opening his mouth. That's such a long game. <laughs> <laughs> it's a suggestion. We don't have to do it. I'm just which putting is, it which out is there. A long game. Witch in the Hundred Night or Mary Skelter? Mary Skelter, 41 hours. Oh, uh, yeah. You can <laughs> audibly hear the death of his spirit. It's uh, not that part bad. Two. Those... those Damn first-person dungeon crawlers. I look at them and I'm like, this is a genre I love. I pick up some of them and I'm like, I absolutely hate this. What the hell is wrong with my brain? Yeah. <laughs> From so many of them. They're not um, Etrian Odyssey. <laughs> no, ex- exa- that's, that is exactly it. it Etrian but, Odyssey taught me to really love them and yes. they're not yeah. all that. Most of them Everything else teaches you to hate them. Yep. <laughs> what did you think about... Um, What's what's the one with the the witch and the talking book? Oh, Labyrinth of Dusker. Labyrinth of yeah, refrains. There's a sequel coming out it. for it. Oh, okay. I have not played it, but I watched a video about it. And Pascal, it did makes you review me not that? Want to play it? Yeah, it, it it did not make you want to play it. No. Oh, wow. It was just like, wow, it, it just sounded insanely tedious and fiddly and boring. Mm, okay, interesting. It's Labyrinth of Galleria. That's what's coming up. It's Uh, it's because it's just like you don't like build a party. You build like a party of parties. (laughs) And (laughs) Matt, put in uh, Google uh, Labyrinth of Refrain tedious. What what did you say? Tedious, boring, and fiddly, and see if I'm if I'm in the first three hits still. (laughs) Did you review it? Yeah, that might be in there. Yeah. Pascal, how, do you, okay. how do you get saddled with these games that you end up well, playing? Well, I just saddled. Um, I mean, I don't volunteer. Well, you're on the first page, just putting in <laughs> Labyrinth of Refrain tedious review. Like, here you're, I did not put in Fiddly. Let me get rid of review and put in Fiddly. Yeah. Please tell me you actually used the word Fiddly. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I probably used the word arresting in there somewhere. <laughs> Inside joke. Never mind. Yeah. Um, uh, not to go further down this rabbit hole, but I, I remember like discard. the first, the the first like three <laughs> D dun- dungeon crawler I played like after Etrian Odyssey got me into them was Elmenage Original, which destroyed my soul. Mm. <laughs> it's just, it's it's a genre that can do so many cool things like shining. The Holy Ark is still like this awesome game. I'd love to bring up at every possible opportunity. And uh, no, no one wants to make a game like that. They want to make their own version of version of wizardry. And I hate it. And Etrian is the only one that does the wizard, wizardry clone thing. Right. God, that was hard to say. Right. Cause it's <laughs> actually, it's actually like a modernized version of version of wizardry. Like ignore all the map making stuff, stuff like the combat system, the party mechanics, all of that is great. And you play anything outside of that series. And it's like, what, what am I doing to myself? <laughs> How did we get on Dungeon Crawlers? When we're I'm telling you what, Pascal, I remember this review very well. 
Yeah, you gave so you, you Labyrinth of Refrain, you gave it a 3.0 and a hey, dungeon better than the Lions Alive. Better than the Lions <laughs> Alive. Yet you've got this listed as more than 80 hours and quoting <laughs> yeah. quoting you here on the positive, a dungeon diver's dream come true. <laughs> what the hell was that <laughs> on that 3.0? <laughs> All right, I'm I'm googling fiddly tedious now. <laughs> I think what we're gonna have to do is we're gonna have to have a special dungeon crawlers episode to air our grievances about yes, this. Yes, please. please. <laughs> um, I, wa- I want to get oh. all my hate for Almanage original out. Um, I'm gonna put it on our list. Look forward to it next year because we'll definitely get a bunch of people on here. Um, I know that uh, who was it? I think Josh Rage quit. Demon Gaze won, and I think Anna uh, did too. I but, reviewed that game. And Demon Ga- they love I Demon ta- Gaze too. I can so talk about that game. We'll, we'll just have Dungeon Crawlers bring your own uh, topic. Or- yeah, that'd be fun. I can talk about how I literally <laughs> fell asleep trying to play Demon Gaze too. That can be said yeah. about good games too. I've fallen asleep in oh, no, for sure. one fallen- of that game. I fell asleep uh, I will f- playing I Xenoblade will 3 asleep. just because I was super tired, but this was, yeah, yeah. no, that game bored, literally bored me to sleep. <laughs> I, I shit you not, my save file for my recent playthrough of Skies of Arcadia is like 60 hours. I know 20 of that is me napping. Because <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, I can't, when the Wii is in GameCube mode, I can't uh, turn it off without getting oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's just like, okay, I'm just going to turn off the TV and let it run because I am too tired to oh, ba- bother. And plus, I'm pinned by cats. So, so Pascal, I, I gotta I gotta circle back around to Labyrinth and Refrain. Oh, that, I'm back. looking at your more than eighty hours. <laughs> Listen, and that's okay. That's like seventy percent over what how long the beat says you should be doing. Were you going for a completionist Stop. rating there? What? <laughs> how long does it say? Fifty-five hours. Okay, you're well, over okay. the main plus extras. You're in completionist wow. area, man. I mean, I I do play games slowly. That that is that's something that I've is said true. Before. Uh, okay. Um. And uh, I I know dungeon crawlers. You can really anybody can really sink a lot of time. Just I also to quote myself. I also said things like a laundry list of overthought and underdeveloped concepts and systems. <laughs> I called it an, a a bloated experience. I mean, credit where credits due. I wasn't like gushing about it. I don't know what that dungeon divers dream come true is referring. To. <laughs> That's like a 5.0 game comment right there. Yeah, but there's a, okay. You know, are we, fun, can we get back on fun, track? Fun yeah, for I've dungeon been trying to get us back on track. <laughs> I just keep knocking I, I think, the pins out of the t- rail. <laughs> I, I think we're done talking about Alliance Alive if we've been talking mm. for 20 minutes about dungeon crawlers. Yeah. But before we get into the round table, do we have any final things we want to bring up? Um, music. Music is phenomenal in both these games. Yes, it's both wonderful. these games. Um, beautifully orchestrated soundtrack. I I love it. Um, I tried not I tried not to play these with the sound down. Um, I kind of failed in some aspects. Uh, you know, be, being around other people, but I love the soundtrack in both of these games. And I'm, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't the special editions come with a soundtrack sampler? I believe so. Okay, so th- that was one of the reasons why I bought the special editions of both yeah. of these was so that I could get that. Um, be- beautiful music. I-, I love the graphics. At some point, I need to pick up oh, uh HD version of Alliance Alive because um, because I'd I'd love to see that game upscaled, not just on a tiny screen. It's it's nice. The only 
Uh, the only thing I'd say about that is like the the cutscenes where you know their lips are moving, but there's no actual voice acting, mm-hmm. which never bothered me on the 3DS. Just feels a little a little weirder on the HD version of that game. But yeah, I'm it's, not it's that. Fine. I, don't I don't get that mess when a 3DS game doesn't have voice acting because I'm playing with the sound down anyway. <laughs> uh, you, you guys have convinced me. Oh, I, I, I'm, I, I didn't want to cut in. Go ahead. No, go. No, go ahead. I just. I'm just. I'm, I'm crediting you guys. I'm I'm a convert. If I'm ever out of backlog games to play completely. <laughs> so never then. So never. <laughs> this is an empty. This well, empty you don't know. We right don't know here. if that, you know, it may happen. And I and the one game I feel like replaying is um, one of these. I don't know what to call these like random, random. RPGs? Saga likes. Saga likes. There you go. Uh, and if that's what I want to do, then uh, Alliance Alive is and probably the HD version is the one I'll go to. Is that good? Yeah. Got, yeah. <laughs> now, I couldn't find Nicely any done. differences between the HD version and the regular version, so I don't think they added like any. No. Um, they didn't? No. Okay. I didn't think so. Just looks um, nicer, though. Yeah. You know, yeah. Why, why not? It looks um, nicer, and it was on a platform that people were still playing. Yeah. Unlike uh, me, who is hoarding 3DSs and never wanted the platform to die. No, I've been playing my 3DS quite a bit just in the past two weeks. So have I. Um, I have two on my desk right now. I, I love my hacked 3DS. I never want it to go away. I'm, I've been looking for stuff to play on it just because I, I feel like I've, most 3DS games that I was cared, cared about, I played like as soon as they came out. Um, same with the Game Boy Advance. I have a hard time finding stuff to play for that unless I want to replay stuff. But uh, I had another thought there, and I'm completely blanking on it. <laughs> I'll put a thought in your head then. We'll get to our memories. Yes, yes, we'll get to our memories, our personal feelings, how we felt about the game. Maybe get out another huge sidetrack. But while I'm thinking about it, I need to write down Dungeon Crawler episode. Yes. Uh, down so we'll be right back after a brief musical interlude. Welcome back to RPG Backtrack, getting into the roundtable, talking about our personal thoughts and feelings about the game as if somehow we hadn't already got too personal about this, like, these two games. Oh, well, I, I, guys, I needed something to replace the uh, final lap since I noticed that there was a lot of, I was repeating myself a lot between RPG Cast and RPG Backtrack. That's all right. <laughs> This has been good. I, I, I have a lot of associative memories from uh, a lot of games, too. So, so um, first question, uh, did, did, what guild did you choose and why, if you remember? I, I was looking at the list today, and I think I definitely went Blacksmith or Tactics. I think Blacksmith. I, it I it did would have been like, something offensive. Yeah, I, I did Library because 
uh, one of the game facts threads that I said that was debating this very topic said that the destructive magic you get from the library guild, which is um, I think the white like this game's version of white magic, the, there was there was a particular spell that just broke the game, and I remember getting the spell and thinking that well it's not that much useful, but I I guess we'll make it work, and I I apparently made it work because I finished the game. Um, but library just had like all sorts of cool spells um toys to mess with and i don't know if i if i play through it again i might have to pick something else though there was a definite tier list that blacksmith and library were the two most useful from what i saw on game facts it is a little bit funny because when we were looking up when i was going back through and looking at reviews of legend of legacy and everything i have absolutely no memory and you were talking all about it of the whole magic system and the circles of magic and contracts and everything i have no memory of that and looking back through alliance alive i have next to no memory about the guild system but i was like wait a minute that that was a big part of recruiting people to be on your ship and whatever yeah yeah but it's Mm -hmm. the reason why you probably don't remember it is because it's something that's very late game yeah and Uh, it's uh, it's going on in the background just providing you those oh isn't the blacksmith the one that Every now and then, just a big old bomb hits on the battlefield. It could have been. I don't know, because I didn't put that much uh, points into that particular one. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the blacksmith. Okay, then that was the one. Yes. Because I remember just being in battles, and it would be like, oh, you're getting some air support or something like that. I'll I'll bet that would have been handy. (laughs) I was magic-focused. I didn't Mm, get to do that. No, I was all all offensive. I'm offensive everywhere. (laughs) In multiple ways, multiple meanings of the word. <laughs> and Pascal, you probably don't even remember. You probably didn't really. Haven't got that. a clue. Um, yeah. You guys called it like city building, so that doesn't shock me that I don't remember. I don't really enjoy city building all that. I, to be honest, I don't remember there being city building in this. It wasn't even really city building, no. as it but as it no, was. It you, you put up some towers in some specific spots and that adds yeah it's just a choice yeah. of which ones you wanted though right like it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. like anything that involves any deep planning of i don't know space no it's just no. like oh i found these people and then when mm. you're in your your um your ship you can assign them to the different guilds mm-hmm. and i think yeah. i think different people had like different affinities for different guilds mm-hmm. things like I that i most likely just said you you and you or I don't know. I don't. I sure don't remember putting any thought into it. It's so the city not, building wasn't as memorable as uh, Sakura Rice and Ruin. No, not not in the slightest. As a matter of fact, you could. It's one I'm of not those. Even system- the bait. <laughs> Damn, I dangled that out for Pascal too. <laughs> I see what you did there. It took me. You a grew second. it. You cultivated it. You planted it. See what I'm doing? But I, yeah. Be- I, I, I don't know why Ruin. I remember Pascal your reviews more than anybody else's. Like very specifically. I, I, I think this is good. I, don't know. <laughs> I just wish you would stop trying to weaponize them against me. Somehow. <laughs> but, oh, well, uh, you know, ho, 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 you're row. Oh, nice. To be fair, I think that a lot of people could really skip the, a lot of the deep aspects of the, the, the recruiting in that game and you really wouldn't miss much. It was just something that was there. Yeah, there were a lot of little systems going to play, like, yeah. Um, and in both games too, because in Legend of Legacy, you could get a lot of different stances from people that were like randomly populating in the uh, yeah. um, 
areas that you had already been to. Like if you got 100% on the map, you'd mapped it enough that townspeople could go there now and explore. Yeah. And you'd just randomly walk into one and they'd be like, hey, let me teach you this if you want. Yeah, so I, it was there if you kept revisiting. Yeah. But if you didn't, whatever, you had stances that worked. Yeah. So I think the nice thing about that is it's just like, oh, these are different versions of the existing stances that you can fiddle with and do cool things with. But it's not like you need any, you don't need these to beat the game, but they give you more options if you. Yeah, like if you get my them. air support in battles was nice, but I would have won those battles anyway. And Maybe took already, me one or two less rounds with my blacksmith guild. I already had some pretty decent magic going on uh, before I got the the destructive magic. So yeah, um, always appreciate it when a game gives you more to do. Yeah, I I really like games that give you a lot of options as far as you know. You here's a bunch of different things you can use to get through battles, but you don't have to use them all. You know, you can focus on some of them and like over level those ones and not necessarily use the other ones at all. This is, I think, this is kind of why I like despite all the issues they have, a lot of the Disgaea games, because they just throw a bunch of systems at you and you can oh use what you want. <laughs> so, uh, oh, another thing. Yes, well, we're not, we're not, let's not touch that. Though. <laughs> yeah, nope. that, that's a whole other subject. Oh, yep. so, so do we have any favorite characters? Penguin. Oh, and I was going to say, I was looking at the list of uh, guilds, and it was not the library guild I went with. It was the Signomancy guild. Ah, oh, I see. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, the the penguin guy, uh, I just thought was in addition to being a cool character in battle, just hilarious. <laughs> the way they worked him in, it's it's almost like a parody of like secret characters that you can get that don't really add on to the to the story. I love it. Um, and as to not repeat what I said earlier and what Wheels just said too, um, Tiggy Tiggy was yes. the one person that was front and center and was like my literal duck tank in all battles. Like that was my main party. I beat the game with Tiggy in front, just taking some of that huge damage from the final bosses and everything. And whereas Robbins did funny stuff and had funny dialogue and was just hilarious how it was worked in. No, Tiggy's humor was just the fact that it existed. Like how many games do you play as a big fucking duck tank? What I love about Tiggy is the is like at, at that point like <laughs> the way the the game tells its story. It's just like oh, this is funny, but it doesn't like break up the serious bits of the story at no. all. It just kind of works. Yeah, well, it was just that's, that's impressive. She, she's in this thing, and this is how yeah. she's going to battle. And let's move on. It Not is what to it mention is. her Boom. her tank could uh, hit like a beast and was pretty OP. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's why I used it most of the time. So. Uh, She's my favorite battle character, but I think Vivian was my favorite character character because I I like that she was this demon that was sympathetic to um, humans. And I, I loved her interactions with her butler because, you know, she's putting herself in danger and her butler's just fretting all over her like, <laughs> Madam, no, please don't. <laughs> I don't so know. While, yeah. That's one of those tropes that just ticks my boxes. So while that character, who Vivian, that to me, that kind of hits a little too close to um, um, what Will just said it. What is it? Disgaea. <laughs> um, but oh, uh, even apart from that, like I think the whole the whole cat. Well, most of the cast is actually kind of interesting here. Um, I guess I'll give a shout out to Barbarossa. Barbarossa. Oh yeah, he was cool. The beastkin is that what you say? I think he's a beastkin, right, or something. Yeah, 
that joins your party. Um, I, I like characters like that, like the kind of like, oh, I don't know. The, I'm going to, based on his appearance, I'm going to say stoic, older, wise swordmaster guy. I don't know. I, I think I kept him in my party for the majority of the game, yeah. and I think he was my, uh, either my main tank or my main damage mm. dealer. He has a really cool design. Mm-hmm. Looks like, like an Anubis. Yeah, I know you just look at him like this is a cool character. <laughs> okay, yeah, he so doesn't have any gimmicks, but yeah, he's just a badass. That's his gimmick. Yeah. Um. So, did we have any favorite songs that we liked? Uh, I, well, just I just liked how I atmospheric that. <laughs> Legend tank. of Legacy was very Ooh. atmospheric. Yeah, Legend yeah, of Legacy had like a really nice uh, victory chime after you uh do you win a battle that i just loved and you know, something about it i appreciated the battle music in both games as a, so much so that i put those in the sheet to use um for music in the podcast um saga games are really good about having pumping battle music mm-hmm. i think there was some i think my memory is terrible uh but i think there's some really cool music in um the sequence where you had to split the party into three in the ice castle yeah that was some pretty cool stuff yeah um it, obviously it's kind of hard for me to pick specific stuff because yeah. it's been forever since i played the game but well, that and I, I think it's just like one of those soundtracks where you could say it's like what's the best song and you just hand somebody a soundtrack the entire soundtrack it's, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's a it's a good soundtrack just yeah overall so um did, now we're gonna get into our memories of what we was doing while we was playing the game um just a quick go first because bite is very brief i just remember playing legend of legacy when on my first trip to austin texas and be sitting in the hotel where i'm trying to do that stupid bit with the uh with the water level with the mermaid the mermaids and being incredibly frustrated with that bit and thinking you know what i'm, I'm gonna switch to playing like picross or something because this game is pissing me off too bad <laughs> and unfortunately i really don't have any specific memories about alliance alive other than playing it in two large chunks like um playing the first half when it came out and then playing the second half at around december before christmas when i was waiting for other stuff to come out and needed something to do so you guys probably have better memories than i do nope (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna Uh, say you're gonna say that on an episode with pascal on here (laughs) i mean pascal's shtick is everybody's memory is better than him yeah, I figured Pascal's memory would be coming on RPG Cast to bitch about it. I think objectively, I don't do as much bitching as as you like to make it out to be. <laughs> you may oh, only invite right. him on for uh, at specific bad times. Pause this podcast right now. Go and listen to <laughs> any episode of RPG Cast I've been on, and be the judge. I was gonna say, Pascal, you haven't been on forever, but I do remember during no. your uh, your uh, year of Yakuza. Yeah, that was um, you were on a that was like two years ago, right? Year of Yakuza, or maybe ended, last year. Um, yeah, <laughs> I can't. I think it ended last year. Yeah. So no, I remember you having very good things to say about that. Yeah. So eat it, Kelly. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's my memory of Alliance Alive. <laughs> I, eat, all the good things Kelly. I did in Yakuza. No, 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 no. Yeah. All right. I, I actually have very specific memories of both of these. Um, and uh, Lion, uh, Legend of Legacy, 
I specifically remember like multiple times reading and following the development of that game, like watching preview videos and whatever. And it was always um, at the time, 2014, 15, 13, before it came out. Um, I live in a townhome with my wife. We had a dog, a young child. So it was always me like walking the dog at 5 a.m. before work because she had been up with the baby all night long. So like I used to just walk mindlessly all the way around for 15, 20 minutes every morning and again in the evening um, with the dog. And like what I would normally do is look up video game stuff at that point. So I remember reading about this and being excited about it. Um, just like, hey, this looks like that Bravely Default that came out that I never played either. But um, uh when I got it, I started playing it. Um, it was right after my son turned two. And I remember we were selling the town home and moving into our house here at that point. That was the exact like month. October was crazy um, packing. And that's when I was playing this game. And we moved in to our house the Friday before Thanksgiving. We were here all of like four days and then went over to my parents' house for four days. Like, okay. Whew, we're done moving for a while, go relax at their house, sit by the pool for four days. And like, that's where I was like finishing up the game. And that's where I like night after night just kept banging my head into the wall with that damn final boss. Um, and finally like rage quitting. And this was probably, um, I, I like to sell a bunch of old video games every year, right at the beginning of December. So the fact that I was pissed off at this game at Thanksgiving, Probably four or five days later, it was on eBay and out the door before Christmas. <laughs> and then exactly one year later, actually, no, it wouldn't have been one year later. It would have been three years later, um, same time of the year. I think I started this game right around Thanksgiving, six months after it came out. Um, and I'd been on RP, ugh, RP, RP Gamer for a couple years and I'd been or not for a few months and I'd been on uh, RPG Backtrack a few times and Phil put out a call for like, hey, who wants to play this game Starlight? And I'm like, what the F is that? Um, I guess Josh Carpenter really wanted to talk about Starflight 1 and 2 and I looked and they were like a dollar, maybe two dollars on uh, GOG. So I bought them and put a few hours into each of them and in December, it was right after Christmas or right before Christmas um, in 2018, we had an RPG backtrack, uh, number 198. I think it was first Starflight I See Tonight was the title that Mr. Mankey gave it back then. And long record, and it's funny that I'm sitting in my garage here tonight because um, I recorded that night sitting in my parents garage i brought all my equipment over their house knowing that we'd be recording this backtrack um at that point and that backtrack went on forever <laughs> and all i'm like i'm like so close i just got to the final spot earlier in the day in alliance alive i mean i gotta be close right um and then like gosh we went till i don't know midnight 11 o'clock maybe even later um talking about it and i brought up Mary Skelter that I had just bought on Vita because it was like six or eight dollars. And we got into discussion about that on the podcast and quote unquote live on air. Well, while we were recording, while we were talking, um, Phil like sent Mike the money to buy it and was like, nope, you got to buy it right now. And Mike bought it for his Vita. And that became a big shtick. If you listen to Backtrack, uh, probably like 201 to 205 or something like that. For quite a while, Mike was uh, talking about it every time we recorded. 
Uh, but I remember like being so excited to get on Alliance Alive, recorded that podcast. The second it was done, like slammed the laptop down, ran inside, and I stayed awake till like four or five a.m. playing and beating Alliance Alive. Like I was like, "There's no way I'm not finishing this game tonight." <laughs> thank God it was Christmas break, and thank God we were somewhere where uh, more than just my wife and I had to watch the kid because I had to sleep way in. But I was very excited to beat that game super super late at night, early in the morning. Wheels, do you have any memories? I do. Uh, start with Legend of Legacy, uh, which I actually imported before it came out in the U.S. Because uh, I remember Gaijin telling me about it, obviously. Another Saga super fan. It's like, oh, they're making this, this like Saga-like game. So I you know, imported it. I obviously could not do much with it other than mess around with it, but it was pretty cool. But when it was announced for localization, I obviously was beg i think begged <laughs> to get to do the review uh so I, I obviously did that and like devoured this game uh and i remember i needed a lot of distraction this year because this was the year my daughter was born and found out i was going to be laid off like the week the week i came back from leave mm-hmm. found out i was going to be laid off like early the following year would eventually have to train my replacement. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Yeah, so I was desperate for distraction this year, and yeah, uh, absolutely loved just playing through this game, exploring all the maps, messing around with the battle system, and um, yeah, it was really what I needed that year, but just, I, I just kind of a game for me. I, I don't know what it is about it. Um, I kind of just like some games like this that let you just uh, mess around with mechanics, just explore at your own pace and try and figure it out. And yeah, I, I think that's why I kind of like it a little bit more than um, Alliance Alive. But I think that's a lot. Like I said before, a lot of that has to do with how I played Alliance Alive. Like um, I think on 3DS, I got through it pretty quickly and easily and had a good time with it. But when it came to the HD remake, I wanted to do a review of it. Uh, I think possibly motivated by some other review on the site or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but I forced That's myself nice when that happens. I forced myself. Whoever, to... whoever motivated you should really feel proud of themselves. <laughs> but I think I just, like forced myself to try and get through it as quickly as possible and just completely screwed up leveling and, yeah, did not go quite as smoothly as it did on the 3DS. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't have as good as memory of uh, what I was doing playing uh, Alliance Alive on 3DS. I think just because 2015 was a, a weird year. Uh, but yeah, um, I have played a lot of both of these games, and we'll probably replay them sometime in the future. Awesome. That was all of us. I did Pascal go as much uh, as he's going yeah, to. It yes, <laughs> it was over before it started, but I did. <laughs> okay, well, I believe that's a show. Um, th- thank you, Wheels. Thank you, Pascal. Always a pleasure to have you guys on. 
Um, th thank you, Matt, for uh, editing and helping produce. You, you are amazing. And I believe the next show we're going to be talking about a little indie game called Eichenfell, um, one of my favorite indie games uh, that came out about two years ago. Um, I, I was motivated to play it because somebody made a point to pee either DM me on Discord or uh, at tweet me saying, hey, have you heard of this game? The save points are cats. And it's like, well, I'm sold. <laughs> I heard Pascal hasn't been able to put this one down. I, th I think he's trying to bait you. And do you notice how I'm not even responding? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, I notice. Um, um, look, I like uh, I like indies. And this one looks, and I can feel it looks charming. So you won't hear anything negative from me right now. Well, like, like I said pre-show, you are more than welcome to come on if um, you've put, if you played enough of it to feel like you can talk about it. You don't even have to finish. Uh, you don't necessarily have to finish games on this cast. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to be on like half of them. <laughs> and I'm the host. But We're a little uh, bit looser here. Uh, We'll see. We'll see indeed. Well, that that's a show. Um, th thanks to everybody that listens. I we shall catch you in two weeks and have a great rest of your week. Knowledge, Knowledge is power. Is power.